This was a much slower, organic, teacher-led progress where we brought a group of teachers in and we said, you're going to help us flesh out what this looks like and you're going to be the leaders and you're going to be the ones that are helping us set the direction. Educators all over the country have an enormous task in front of them. It's impossible to overstate the importance of what they do to prepare students for success in the classroom and beyond. When we think about teachers, every day they are designing instruction in the classroom and the process that we took them through of really thinking about personalized learning as a design challenge. How will you do it? How will you make the shift to having students have more ownership and then letting them figure out where's their starting place? It really was the model that we were hoping it would be. Thankfully, you're not alone in this work. There's a lot to be learned from what K-12 leaders are doing in schools and districts all over the country. We're speaking with superintendents, principals, HR directors, and people who work in curriculum and instruction to hear how they're solving problems and rising to meet the challenges of the day. And we're sharing those stories here with you. Most of them said that this was probably the most profound experience, learning experience they ever had. Today we have a story that we originally told in the summer of 2017, but this is the first time we're sharing it on Field Trip. We're speaking with Janine Gorham from Virginia Beach City Public Schools about personalized learning, design thinking, and balancing personal, district, and building goals in professional learning. And we hope you enjoy it. From Frontline Education, this is Field Trip. When I was a classroom teacher, I thought I had the best job in the world. And I still feel that I do. I just um, support the learning of children in a different way. Janine Gorham is a self-described hometown girl. She grew up in Virginia Beach, went to the University of Virginia, and then came back to teach fifth grade at Virginia Beach City Public Schools. She's the Director of Teacher Leading and Learning in the district's Office of Professional Growth and Innovation, although she's filled a variety of roles over the years, working as a computer resource specialist and supporting teachers as they integrated technology into their classrooms. In that role, I really found myself spending the majority of my time um, thinking about planning and implementing professional learning, um, whether it be directly with the computer resource specialist or with principals, directly to teachers. Pretty much I was working with every um, type of employee. And that really became, I realized that while I love technology and I still am a heavy technology user, I found my interest was really in working with adult learners. Virginia Beach is a pretty diverse district. It has around 69,000 students, more than 5,000 teachers. You'd probably describe it as suburban, even though it stretches from areas that are more rural to a beachfront dotted with hotels. It's a high-performing district and prides itself on innovation. It has a five-year plan called Compass to 2020, which includes four broad goal areas, high academic expectations, personalized learning or multiple pathways, social-emotional development for students, and creating a culture of growth and excellence. No surprise, professional learning plays a key role in equipping teachers and staff to support these goals. And like many school systems, Virginia Beach requires a certain number of professional learning hours for each teacher. In this case, it's 22 hours every year, taken outside of the contract day. Janine says this requirement is helpful in many ways, but it can also turn learning into just another exercise if they're not careful. 
we've created a flexible system that allows them to go about their setting their learning goals and learn and acquire those hours in a variety of ways. The teacher obviously has his or her own interest and priorities. Building and district goals need to be held in balance with each teacher's personal focus, of course, but most of those 22 hours are left to teacher choice. Virginia Beach has introduced a competency-based model of professional development, and this allows teachers to move at their own pace. It also helps to increase teacher buy-in, as they can choose learning opportunities to develop the skills that they know they need. One of the things that we are launching this summer is a program to allow teachers to really show us what they're able to do. And the two that we're starting with are around teacher leadership, the idea of being a team leader and a professional learning leader. And within those, we've identified competencies and we are having face-to-face classes as well as um, we're providing online resources so that teachers can also choose how they want to learn. Janine says that Virginia Beach teachers like the ability to set their own professional learning paths. They also like learning with colleagues in a face-to-face environment and gather in professional learning communities to collaborate and reflect together. They meet regularly with others in their grade level, in their department, and even across schools to talk about their work and share ideas. After the summer, we anticipate next fall we're going to be rolling out some additional specializations in personalized learning um, and creating a positive learning environment with very defined skills and competencies and capstones to allow teachers to authentically demonstrate their mastery of those skills. As Virginia Beach began to implement this more personalized learning model, and as we mentioned, one of the four goal areas of their Compass to 2020 vision is multiple pathways, a select group of teachers took the lead. They're called Design Fellows, and they began by exploring how to make personalized learning a reality in the classroom. The program started in 2015 with 57 teachers, and the following year, 73 more were chosen. Janine says it was very deliberate. This was a much slower, organic, teacher-led progress where we brought a group of teachers in and we said, you're going to help us flesh out what this looks like, and you're going to be the leaders, and you're going to be the ones that are helping us set the direction. Avoiding a top-down approach let the design fellows get creative. They worked together, traded ideas and strategies, and they even brought students into the goal-setting and planning process. And they met regularly to share their progress. The design fellows had several defined questions that guided their work. What does personalized learning look like in the classroom? How can I show others what personalized learning is? And what do teachers need to know and do to successfully implement personalized learning? I think teaching is really hard, and it's complex, and I think the most powerful learning experiences that we can provide teachers are ones where they take an active leadership role in their own learning, and I think that's really the most exciting part of my day is working to build the capacity of teachers to be leaders, and the idea of empowering teachers who come with so much experience and expertise to be able to share what they know and to um, learn alongside their peers is really the most exciting development I've seen in Virginia Beach in terms of how we are improving professional learning. The design fellows used principles of design thinking. They did research, defined the problem at hand, and then had the freedom to innovate, try new ideas, share results, modify those ideas, 
and then go with what worked best. Sometimes their ideas succeeded, and sometimes not, but it was all in a safe environment. And the Office of Professional Growth and Innovation provided support throughout the process. We sometimes had to kind of remind ourselves that this is going to be a slow process. But the exciting thing that's happened is that we see schools that are feeling comfortable with the idea that it's okay to take a risk and try something. And I think part of that's because it's been a teacher-led initiative. The design fellows helped Virginia Beach build out their definition of personalized learning. They also came up with specific strategies for how to bring it to life in the classroom. They contributed articles and artifacts to a district-wide blog about the program, and they recorded videos of their own instructional practice to serve as models for other teachers. This fall, new cohorts of design fellows will begin working on developing best practices to support students with special needs. We really always hoped that we would have the ripple effect. And one of the things that has been a pleasant surprise is how much ownership the design fellows um, took on and kind of helping us lead the implementation. They really, truly felt empowered and excited. We had last year a showcase and we had them on um, a panel talking about their experience. And most of them said that this was probably the most profound experience, learning experience they ever had. And really, we, when we think about teachers, every day they are designing instruction in the classroom. And the process that we took them through of really thinking about personalized learning as a design challenge, how, how will you do it? How will you make the shift to having students have more ownership and then letting them figure out where's their starting place, was, it really was the model that we were hoping it would be. Janine and other leaders at Virginia Beach City Public Schools noticed that what the design fellows learn, it spreads to other teachers too. I sometimes will go into a building and be on a learning walk with a principal, and I know that there's design fellows in there, and I will see um, some of the things that the flexible seating, the student-created rules, the goal setting, some of the things that I would expect to see in a design fellow. I see it in, in other rooms, and I'll ask, how did that happen? And a lot of times it's been very organic. It hasn't been the principal asking the design fellow to lead something. It has been um, other people seeing the design fellow and asking questions and trying things out on their own. Giving tours of design fellows' classrooms really helped spread the word about the program. Janine told the story of a third grade teacher whose principal encouraged her to stretch herself and join the design fellows. Later that year, the school board visited her classroom to observe students working on a project. So we took school board members to see this third grade teacher's classroom and the students were working on a project. And often when you go and see um, a project, you think, well, this is no different than anything I've ever seen. You know, kids have been doing projects in school forever. The, the really fun part of it was once we started talking to the children, they could tell us um, the part that they were working on. They actually were at multiple stages. Um, some of the students were further along and were actually reflecting on a rubric that the class had created, and they were able to really articulate where they were on their development along that rubric. And all over the room, you saw um, examples of how the students were really owning their learning. And when I talked to the principal, um, she had really encouraged this teacher to 
make this leap of being a design fellow and to try this because she thought that this teacher was ready for um, to do something more, to become a leader. And this teacher opened up her classroom, which she admitted that she was very nervous about doing to our school board and allowed them to come in and interact with her students and see what they were doing, which was um, really just an incredible example of personalized learning. But now she also is presenting at our administrators conference. She has um, become a leader at her school and sharing the ideas of what she's doing. It's, it's really empowered her to see herself as someone who has something to share. And that's been, that's been really exciting. All this has meant embracing risk and even failure at times as steps toward growth. Teachers have recognized this for a long time as they work with students. And of course, it's true in professional learning too. I think that um, our approach to learning that we took with the design fellows where we supported them as risk takers in their classroom and gave them opportunities to collaborate and get feedback, I think really it boils down to the idea of collaborative inquiry, where teachers are uh, excited about investigating authentic questions that mean something to them, and their classroom is where they they learn. And we have um, good resources in terms of staff to support that learning and with coaches principals and assistant principals that are able to provide feedback. Um, our Office of Professional Growth that whether it's the use of our virtual reference library where we have a large collection of online books that are available, the classes that are offered by teaching and learning, there are lots of opportunities to help teachers answer those authentic questions that they have. And not surprisingly, Virginia Beach can testify that change on this scale doesn't happen overnight. One of the challenges is when you have lofty goals that require, it's not just as simple as we want everybody to use um, the same strategy that we can teach and and then everybody just goes forth and do it. Some of our our goals really require shifts in mindset. the shift that we're making with personalized learning and our digital transformation where we're really requiring teachers to really make large shifts in how they operate in the classroom and the roles that they play in regards to um, student ownership of their learning. Those aren't things that can happen quickly. But in the process, administrators, teachers, and students are solving problems together as they work toward a common goal. It's hard to be concrete about what that looks like long-term, Janine says, but that's for a good reason. I think it's hard to talk in concrete measures because we're waiting for that teacher voice to help us set the next direction. I know the focus of our work is going to be aligned to some of our priorities with the Compass to 2020, but we want our teachers to have um, some ownership and helping us develop how we get there. Did you know that new episodes of Field Trip are released every two weeks? Don't miss a single one. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Field Trip is a podcast from Frontline Education. For more information, please visit frontlineeducation.com slash fieldtrippodcast. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Field Trip. For Frontline Education, I'm Ryan Estes. Thanks for listening and have a great day.